You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. 9ES is brought to you in part by Patreon. If you want to show your support, check us out at patreon.com slash 9to5cc. Thanks for that, Scott. We talk about so many things on this episode. What do we talk about, John? We talk about Einstein being racist, oh. Chris hard work getting in trouble, Jeff Dunham not being funny, E3 rundown, then we talk about the staircase, Scott. And we go on to review Deadpool 2. More of the same. We talk about Solo bombing at the box office. We talk about Little Fears. And then we talk about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And nothing bad happens at the end to ruin your day. <laughs> Pick me up. This is the 9 to 5 Entertainment System. Thugonomics, like like John Cena. It wouldn't be beatology. Beatology. Speaking of doctors, did you hear that Doctor Einstein was secretly racist? I did hear that. (laughs) Although I hear that it was like it was like specifically about Asians. About Asians. Yeah. Although, like, and I read somewhere as well that a bunch of Chinese people had had like gotten together and said, "Look, he came at a you know bad time. We understand people are judgmental. (laughs) We were at the time they're like like." They had not gone through an industrialization process, and so... He did, although, uh, if you look at the quote, he did kind of have a backhanded co- compliment for them, where he was like, yeah. he was like, industrious, vile, and filthy, or something. But you're like, <laughs> at least he threw in industrious. Like, you're like, uh-huh. I got some, I got some work ethic. <laughs> You know, we have this notion that in our head, there's like a CPU that is like the central operating unit, the decision-making part of your brain. Yeah. That's not really how the brain works, right? No. You have 20 billion neurons, and each one of them does its own little thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, the voice in your head is like the crest of a wave that is made up of a billion, 20 billion tiny little voices. And yeah. like, some of those guys are going to be super fucking racist. <laughs> like, well, it's yeah, the same uh, for everybody. I mean, it's also like, I forget what I was talking about. They were They were talking about like notions... Of of racism and sexism and stuff like that, and you're like they're they're like people are like a different time, and I was like you can't say like it was a different time like to Harvey Weinstein in the 90s we knew better, but this was like the 40s mm-hmm. where you're like where he probably hadn't been exposed to a lot of Asian culture, you know like and, and, and also eugenics was like widely taught and mainstream and thought good by the most intelligent people on the planet, yeah. which were at the time possibly the Germans. Yeah, they were like the best educated scientists, like so everything. He sees a, a culture that didn't have some of the the, the frills of Europe, and he's just sort of like, what a what a ridiculous race. And you're yeah. just like, whatever, man. I don't also, know. racism wasn't just, like, around. It was broadcast by every government in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that is also a thing. Go check out some old Superman comics. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and there's, <laughs> there's... Also, like, like, there's those, there's those <clears throat> I think, things where you're just, I mean, like H.P. Lovecraft, pretty... Pretty revered, Straight pretty up. racist. But what's kind of nice about that, though, is that you could tell between his personal writings and his literary writings that he toned it down for the literary writings. Yeah. And just the fact that it's turbo racist knows that he has to do that to get his shit published. Yeah. Right away, it says that there's a there's a change happening. You know. Yeah. Or, or he's aware of it. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, don't have heroes is what I'm trying to say, you guys. Uh-huh. Chris Hardwick. I was trying to say, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Were there rumors about this? Why do I feel like somebody had mentioned to me at some point that he was kind of a kind of a scumbag? Well, he had a pretty sloppy history when he was a big big alcoholic. Like, uh, he wrote a big thing about that, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he wrote a big thing about it, and he's also had one of those like I apologize for all the things I've done as an alcoholic and whatever. Right. And apparently was like a was like a classic like Hollywood screw up when he was a big drunk, huh. and then sobered up and apparently put all that stuff to bed. But he did have that like like a, a pretty bad reputation when he was a raging. Right. alcoholic and i mean i think that the at least the the common or not the common but the like the accepted narrative was like he put all of those terrible things behind him and he's a new man but hmm. apparently not turns out being sober was just enough for him to keep that you know locked up and closeted and in his own yeah private life. hidden hidden away exactly well when did he this, it was the booze up. that let it show up oh he sobered up like a decade ago like, well there it is yeah, maybe you're right yeah, maybe the booze had a, an important role to play in his mental well-being well well it, no because he had those tendencies when he was an alcoholic also right oh, yeah. he just was terrible at hiding them yeah he was apparently he was apparently crummy and just because he was also a raging drunk i think a lot of people just maybe like oh that's the drunk him coming out yeah exactly right. put put they were like oh andy's crappy to women but it's because of the alcohol and you're like no it turns out he 
might just be crappy to women. Wow. And, <laughs> and the alcohol made it. Those the alcohol things are not tied together, as, we, as apparently we thought. The mm-hmm. alcohol just made it harder for him to hide it. Yeah. When so, he was sober and in control, he was able to lock that shit uh, I read away. it when the Reddit post was at like 500, you know, so I feel like I checked in at the start of all of this. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really know what happened over the weekend. Or I well, heard I mean, I, just, I think there week. was the... Nerdist, it's it's just it's just they booted him, right? He's just off. And yeah, exactly. Which yeah. which he's already been. I mean, for like the last like two years or so, essentially not involved with the like operations of mm-hmm. like Nerdist Studios. So uh, like, it's it made a bigger headline than it was. Right. Like Nerdist was essentially just like covering their covering their asses by like just being like let's just let's just get rid of him. Whereas it kind of looked like they were like the company that he built striking him from the record. Like you're like yeah, but he wasn't he involved. Hasn't, yeah. He hasn't been involved with it for about two years. So I think they were yeah, involved. but. To be fair, it's, those two names do go pretty well hand in hand. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's at Nerdist, or I think was for most of his career, right? Like, he was yeah. the Nerdist and uh, also married the heiress to the Hearst family. Was that her who wrote the thing? No, it was uh, Chloe Dykstra. It was an ex player. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we dated for three years. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, just yeah, like it a tiny a relationship. Mm-hmm. And nope. he has not really said anything? Nope. Not really. He just kind of is like I, I and I mean it, it's like it's niche enough that I feel like it's not blowing up. No, like, and but that's but he's got he's got a network show, he's got a cable show. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like when and the cynical also, Brit died. Yeah, it wasn't like super huge news, but he was pretty well known in the gaming community. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. But the other thing about uh, the Hardwick situation, I guess, is that like it's his fans will like 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 he's such a proponent of. Like equality and like gender equality oh, and all that stuff. It's just like it's like his core base will I feel turn on him very very hard. Like it's not it's not like I mean I, I Has don't that not I don't already? I don't want to say like anything presumptuous, but the name that popped into my head it's not like Joe Rogan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where like I feel Joe Rogan fans would be like Joe does what Joe does and you just gotta deal with him. You know like I'm not really I'm not, I'm not go saying, for Joe Rogan. That's where my head went. I don't even. I don't think there's any allegations against him, but I'm saying but like no, Joe, I just. I feel like Joe Rogan is even himself pretty, pretty left and absolutely. But but if something came out about Joe Rogan, I'm saying Joe Rogan fans would be like not necessarily okay with it, but they'd be like more like you know that thing that happens when fans like wrong kind of like get really defensive about the thing that they're into. Like I feel that Joe Rogan fans. No, no, no. Would... I'm thinking like the guy with the puppets. That dude. Oh yeah, no. Uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff Dunham. Dunham. Yeah, Jeff Dunham. I this Jeff is. Dunham fan. What? He's the most money-making stand-up comedian in the world. The guy with the racist huh. puppets. Nope. Yeah. But Great. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a better example. So he just the said racist... guy with the racist puppets. I'm, like, so happy. I don't know who this is. Yeah, no, it's very exciting. <laughs> like... Like Job when he does Phil's, Franklin no, yeah, stuff? Yeah, but Phil's arenas. <laughs> yeah. Like, 20,000-seat arenas. He makes the most money Where? of any... Everywhere. Yeah, he's one of the highest-earning uh, comedians that there is. is. Should I look this guy up? Is he funny? I mean, funny? like, if you want... No, he's, he's not, not funny. funny at all. And, like, he's not even, like... <laughs> He's not even like offensive funny like the way like someone like Tosh would be like like Tosh you're like okay you're you're clever this he's trolling not, this Tosh guy, is he, trolling yeah, yeah Tosh is yeah. just like well, Dunham is a poor comedy writer yeah well, exactly seems to garner my lots favorite, of my things. favorite thing that anyone ever said about Tosh was they were just sort of like he's like a like a a, a comedy like turret gun <laughs> of just like he's like literally like when you say like take aim at everyone like just does and is trolling everybody just constantly which I mean is obviously there's a there's lot there's a of, niche for that That's there's okay. a lot of offensive material that comes into it but it's like it's still like well crafted jokes <laughs> you know <laughs> whereas Jeff Dunham doesn't even have well crafted jokes like like he literally has like has a has an Arabic style puppet that with like bombs strapped to him and he's like don't blow up American and then does like an Arabic accent and stuff and you're like that's so fucking horrible oh yeah pretty terrible Okay, anyway, you brought him up because did did something happen with him? Is that also who? Jeff Dunham? No, just, he, no just, he's he's someone who his his fans would be like Oh, right. right his right, fans right. would be like very like up there ready to take a bullet for him. Right. Anyway, in happier news, it was E3, you guys. Is it? It was. Uh-huh. E3 happened. I mean, I did know, but I I just I feel You said was... happier news. I'm curious what that happier news is. Well, I mean, I thought that you would be like super excited. God damn, dude, not at all. Are you kidding me? Like Shadows mm-hmm. Die Twice doesn't have you like your Jimmy's all I happy? I didn't listen to a single thing from Do it. You know I don't even Shadows know. Shadows Die Twice? Nope. The new from software like full full try or die style samurai feudal Japan situation? Uh as in like Bushido Blade? Yeah, but I mean, but it would be not Bushido Blade, it would be from from software. It's supposed to like follow a similar like Punishing mechanic, a la mm-hmm. Bloodborne and the Souls games, hmm. but you're a samurai. Okay, looks pretty cool. Okay, I mean, I'm just saying. 
This year, I feel it was. Wait, very, is there a whole bunch of like cultural appropriation in there? And like some from software is for, like a very it's, Japanese it's like, studio. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> they made Final Fantasy. I feel like. <laughs> but it's, yeah, you know. I feel like they're, they're, it's not cultural appropriation. When you, although it is weird that I find that two of the major, major releases coming out of E3 are like samurai based, where they were just sort of like, we haven't done samurai stuff in a while, <laughs> you guys. And I was like, I wonder if they like called each other. Because there was uh, Ghost of uh, Tsushima, huh. uh, which was one of Sony's big games that they were uh, they were pushing. And that is also, that, and that one apparently is much more, it's an open world, a lot more like historically accurate like the the from software one has like big monsters right. and everything and is like set in more like high it's an action style like dark souls yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's like still set in like a high japanese fantasy mm-hmm. style whereas the ghost of tsushima is specifically related to the mongol occupation of tsushima and apparently is like kind of historically hmm. accurate in the way that an akira tozawa film would be historically accurate you're mm-hmm. like no one was really that badass but like otherwise Kind of, kind of true to the time. Like, was there magic and stuff too, or it's just it's like, like totally it historical? It's just like look, just like swordplay. Crazy, which is kind of neat. And the other one uh, that everybody was talking about was Last of Us Two. Yep. Uh, where Ellie, <laughs> this is hilarious. I mean, <laughs> Last of Us Two, still the Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, where Ellie is now uh, an older girl. Uh, mm-hmm. Big. I mean, there was a big like, uh, I guess like rejoicing of, of a lot of how a lot of fans read her and this is this is just cracked up to me anyway in the trailer ellie shares a lesbian kiss with her girlfriend in the trailer and i was like can we can we just start calling her ellen page like, <laughs> like i was just sort of like a lot of fans had already like sort yeah. of like thought that the uh ellie character was a lot like ellen page and then a lot of a lot of the like fan theories and stuff like kind of already had her being a lesbian possibly due to the Ellen Page mm-hmm. <laughs> like likeness and then yep they're like yes Ellie also Ellie Ellen Page I was just like I was just like I just cracked up and I was like I mean like obviously it's cool to I guess have a have an openly lesbian main character in a super major release that's like a fun mm-hmm. fun win for everybody around but then also didn't Ellen Page like sue them for like likeness I think it's possible. Yeah, like... but I don't like. It seems like a like a poor move on her part because there's a movie opportunity somewhere in the works for her. Well, yeah, but she's too young to play Ellie. Like it's just yeah, but she's going to be a grown up at some point in the sequel. Are they, is she still a kid in Last of Us Two? Third to Last of Us. Yeah. Did uh, you play it, man? It was really Last good. Us, Last of Us is amazing. It was a fucking great yeah, game. Yeah. yeah, I would say that is probably the most exciting thing for me. Uh, yeah. yeah, Death Stranding, the new Hideo Kojima. Ooh. But this is with uh, Norman Reedus. Yeah, but not with Konami, right? Not with Konami. Yeah, he's yeah. gone, gone completely. But I mean, like Sony was like, "Here you go, infinite budget." Yeah. Video, like, please make us a, a Sony. Make us anything. Game. And it looks yeah. so weird. Yeah. It looks so weird. Like I recommend to everybody. There's like an eight minute trailer out there. Just watch it. Just say, like I, I'm gonna like forget some of the weirdness. They're like they're like, do you have like the extinction factor? And he's like. Yeah, but not as serious as you. <laughs> I can only sense them. You can't see them? No. And then he, like, puts a fetus in a jar. And you're like, <laughs> what is going on? And then, like, seriously, four out of the eight minutes is just, like, gameplay footage, which appears to just be carrying around with heavy things on your back. Like, just, like, walking around these weird barren wayscapes with huge heavy things. And apparently one of the gameplay mechanics is, because you're a, you're a delivery guy in this okay. weird post-apocalyptic situation and apparently one of the game mechanics is like maintaining your balance with this heavy thing and like you gotta like manipulate the stick which is kind of like cool i bet that'll be cool for like three minutes and then after well, but that, there's like different weights and different objects and stuff so it's yeah. always going to be different and i think that part of your gameplay choice will be like your mastery of the mechanic like i think you can take more rewarding trips if you have like if you're better at balancing That's shit fucking like, crazy yeah i mean and like absolutely in no way would put any of this past kojima like, like yeah <laughs> balancing mechanics infinite budget and i can do anything you say <laughs> is it a whole game of balancing things on your head <laughs> hideo kojima yeah. yeah and then so yeah. ellen page uh just said they ripped off her likeness okay. in an ama nothing more than that okay so like, this is not cool they ripped off my likeness and i'm in another video game that's coming out the same time where I did mocap work, so that character does look like me, and I'm okay with that one. I mean, that game was uh, Beyond Two Souls, I want to mm-hmm. say, and it was kind of fun. It was not Last of Us. Last of Us was like Game of the Year material. <laughs> Sorry, Game Alan. of the Decade material. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah, up there, yeah. definitely up there. Uh, the new Spider-Man, also from Sony, is mm-hmm. looks just. Is this the one where they're trying to go back to number two? Essentially, yeah. yeah, like a bigger, better number two. They were doing it from Insomniac too, who are the Ratchet and Clank guys. Mm-hmm. So I feel kind of have a good handle on like. Fun. Fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is exactly what you want. 
Spider-Man to be. It was kind of neat. This year, Sony did something that I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Their press conference was literally just those four games. Like, hmm. instead of, like, that, like, trailer parade, they yeah, were, like, like so long. obviously on E3 uh, at the floor and stuff, there was, like, a gazillion games all over there. But, mm-hmm. like, at the Sony press conference, they were, like, Last of Us 2, Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima, and the new Spider-Man. And hmm. that was the only four games that they kind of, like, threw in on, on their thing, which I thought was neat. Also, I thought kind of neat that two out of four of those games are, like, new IPs, mm-hmm. which I feel is, like, sort of... Refreshing, and in also a, it's in, like in a rehash sequel bound world of video games right now. It's also famous director doing something new. Kojima branching off and making his own thing is yeah, kind yeah. of fun, rather than like Metal Gear Solid Eight, yeah, which I'm sure would be a fun game. But yeah. uh, another, I guess, takeaway for all of our video game listeners is that mm-hmm. a number of studios at the press conferences when they talked about their game, like the catchphrase of the weekend was like "and no loot boxes," which always got like mm-hmm. massive cheers. So maybe like angry video gamers were heard by developers at least somewhat mm-hmm. like, maybe i mean i mean hopefully you gotta say like loot boxes are like kind of the worst yeah you know i've, I've really like stopped picking up those games i just got disappointed by triple a titles two or three times in a row yeah i just like i just don't i'm not doing them anymore yeah but i it just like it's i get the model and the money it's just so much money it's free money you're printing it but I, but I, what I don't understand is like it's the gameplay modifying items that bug me. So this is, I mean, if you're, Everybody, Scott, I don't Scott, understand what you Scott guys are talking about. Scott Why don't you explain to eyes. me? So what a lot of games are doing right now is there'll be like sort of like an in-game kind of currency that instead of just buying like equipment, you can buy like a loot box with, and mining that currency is incredibly hard. You could spend real money and just get those loot boxes in like a second. Right. And, but the thing is, but, but game impacting items come out of that. So like you can get these items with like hundreds of hours of gameplay. Or five bucks. Five bucks isn't that much. Don't you want to pay five bucks? And you're like, sure, I mean, it's I, been a problem for I feel like years. I have a lot of that in my mobile games are mobile games. Yeah, yeah like but, swarming with that. But the games I play are free to play, so I'm not paying fifty, sixty yeah, bucks you, to get 50, a game. Sixty bucks, man. This and is then, 2018. Like try yeah. eighty bucks for a brand new game. Like, eighty yeah. bucks for a brand new game. Like a lot of the the games I'm playing on my phone now is like free to play, but you can buy a better castle. You can buy a top level hero. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah, no, I'm I'm free to play. There's, there's thousands of us, and you guys want to be the big dick swingers. That's fine, but yeah, well, I'm gonna do my thing. The thing that kind of gets me about those loot boxes on those pay games is that, like, I feel that we've seen a number of times with like Rocket League, with Team Fortress, and stuff like that, that if you're into the game, like the diehards are gonna throw money your way for cosmetic crap. You know, like, but you know what I mean? Like, if you can the make thing it, is, they don't care. They just want to get as much money before the player base moves on to the next game. And but, that I'm, means but I'm just saying, but they'll make a lot of money with cosmetic crap. And then if you just... You only know, if you're going to be invested in the game and you want to keep playing it for a while. When they know that the next, like, Rainbow Six whatever is going to be out in three months, nobody's going to invest in, in any of that stuff. They'll just play it for free and, and move on. Wow. It just... <clears throat> it doesn't amp up PvP. It, it kills PvP. Oh, for sure. Yeah, There's yeah. plenty of them where, like, you go out and it's a brand, day one and somebody has a brand new shiny gun that they got from pre-order bonus and then yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. win all the PvP. Hooray. So you stop playing PvP. Right. Like, I feel it does that more than encourage you to start uh, arms race. Right. Whereas I feel the cosmetic thing kind of encourages PvP because not only do you want to, like, you no one's gaining a crazy advantage, but you also like want to show off your cool stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I get, I get it, but like a greedy market is not necessarily like a creative fun market. It, it's and, like a tedious problem. I'm like, I can't like. And you know. and but that's what I'm saying is at least at at least judging from how often it was referenced in developer press conferences, at mm-hmm. least at least some some devs. And I mean, I, I doubt those devs that were were Ubisoft. Did, or yeah, EA. I was gonna say was it Ubi <laughs> or EA because that's <laughs> they're the, the absolute <laughs> biggest defenders of it. Uh, yeah. And I guess the other hilarious thing that came out of E3 was um, Nintendo launched a new Super Smash Brothers hmm. and and promised like everybody's here, but then it was noticed that Waluigi is not a playable character. He's and then Nintendo was like, yeah, but he's like an assist trophy. And now there's like endless memes of Nintendo fans be like, why not Waluigi? <laughs> <laughs> Just like they're like they're like wake up in the morning, try not to wa wa all day, Waluigi. <laughs> And it's just like there's got to be like three hundred characters in there. Can you imagine what a nightmare it is trying to make or balance that fucking game? Yeah, but I mean, like, like Smash Brothers, so does it really matter? I know like, people take that really seriously. Yeah, though. Yeah, there's yeah. like a pro Smash Brothers, circuit. absolutely. But yeah, there's pro. so 
Yeah, no, yeah, yeah for sure. I, I would say there's there's a lot of like what is it, Evos or whatever. Like there's people people play, but you can't you can't like make a living off of it. No, yeah, there, it's know, not so, a it's yeah. not a league or a, it's not even a Street Fighter. It's not even a Street Fighter. Yeah, but, but there's there are people who like there are tournament play at Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're bringing back everyone, which means all the. Uh, all of the weird crossover ones from a couple times ago, so like Solid Snake is in there, Sonic's awesome. in there, like they like, they brought back tons of people, but not Waluigi, and everyone's like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> like it's just like it's one of your he's around, like he's Lo- in stuff pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. Loot box, he, he, payable payable character. <laughs> he's a download, downloadable content DLC, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, hilarious. Anyway, so yeah, those were those were kind of my my takeaways from from following along a little bit on E3. Didn't even pay attention. At oh, absolutely. All. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I, like to be clear. I mean, I know Andrew uh, like sits there and watches the press conferences. Like our mm-hmm. friend Guillaume, like Sam's husband, sat there and like watched like multiple days. I think they hmm. took time off for some of the big conferences wow. to like watch those videos. And I was like, you know, those trailers like they're on YouTube almost immediately. Everyone. Like, like I was like, you don't need to sit through like two hours of like this year Sony is so excited to present to you groundbreaking new video games. I don't know how anybody like, can sit through that shit. Like, give it to me doing it bullet live. points, text formats. Yeah, okay, live. Live is a different story. But, but like, like, live in uh, the venue, not live on your couch. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I guess there's a, like, I did, it, I did it once, I think, last year. I watched, of all of them, I think the Microsoft one, just because Andrew, Andrew and I were hanging out, and he was like, gotta watch it. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'll do this. And it was kind of fun to have, like, he was certainly not, like, enraptured by it. He was, like, just sitting there... And we were just like having a beer and kind of like talking, and then like sure. oh, and then like getting quiet for the trailers and and stuff like that. So I think there there is that like it, it could kind of be like a video game Oscar party sort of thing where you're mm-hmm. like you're not really like sitting there being like shh, 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 like let's pay attention like just maybe it's on and you get together watching it of- when you're bored in the middle of the night. Like yeah. a, trying to get hyped up about a video game that won't be out for another fucking year, and yeah. then it won't even be fun until it gets a patch three months or after like, that. Or maybe ever, maybe yeah. this or game maybe will come ever. out. Never, Duke Nukem. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, those are my those are my. Oh yeah, and Drum hmm. is also making a weird VR game. Also, hmm. Software is making a game. I wrote it down because it's got a weird name. It's like Deraciné. Deraciné. Yeah, like with the accents and all that stuff. And apparently, you play like. In the most Japanese game, not most Japanese, but in a game that only could be Choo-choo developed Rocket. in Japan. That's yeah, Choo Choo Rocket Japanese is the most Japanese game. game. But this is your, like, a spirit who needs to, like, make a school for girls believe in you or something. Uh-huh. It's very weird. Okay. Yeah, you see what I'm, you see what yeah, I'm going no, there? No, 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 I, I like, get it. Okay, it's like in um, uh, House Cabin in the Woods. The little Japanese school children believe in the happy tree frog. Kind of, yeah, yeah. I guess so. But yeah, exactly. And like judging from the saw, like the the trailer, like you can kind of like make dead flowers come to life mm-hmm. and stuff. And, uh, and you have to like enchant little children with your with your like your, life magic with your like your your benevolent poltergeist tree. <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds like such a crazy fucking video game, but I bet people would play the ever-living hell and, out of it. And I'm like, like whereas I would kind of not be interested under normal circumstances in VR, I'm like, hmm, And you make it like The it's Sims. Like, You're haunting a house, like, yeah. and then it's great for VR because you can't directly interact with people so too much. Can you like can float, float through, through them, it. right? Yeah, yeah. And then you'll have, like, storylines will happen, you know? Like, the husband will cheat on the wife, and then you watch them, and you got to try and console the wife if you want to keep them together, or... Yeah. It'll be like, yeah, The Sims mixed with... And you can just arbitrarily pick one of the other characters and terrorize the hell out of them. Yeah, like, if you want to be a very <laughs> ghost and scare the little kid in the bedroom, you can do it, and it'll actually... Like, this would be fucking fun as hell. Yeah, so that was the other thing that kind of kind of jumped out at me. I didn't pay any attention to what Microsoft did. Yeah. Because, hey... Although, I guess the other thing, too, was the, the Fortnite situation, which just sort of happened to come to light in during E3, but was not an E3 mm-hmm. situation. PUBG lawsuit? No, 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 no. The Fortnite, if that, if you, Fortnite, if you play on PlayStation, you can't play on Switch, or if you play on Switch, you can't play on PlayStation. It's this whole. I think it's if you load your profile on a Switch account, you can no longer load it on a PlayStation account. Something like that. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty very weird to like it's run it. Very into weird, and Sony hasn't made any comments. And the thing is, is that it's obviously not just a Fortnite issue. Mm-hmm. This is a Nintendo Sony issue. No, it's really just a Sony issue because <laughs> apparently it's nothing is nothing is Nintendo side. It's and and you, you Ninten- never can say that though. No, but Nintendo. Oh, I'm saying Nintendo can play nice with Microsoft. It's okay. Uh, like Sony cannot play nice with Nintendo. Like it, that. The, the con- that's how it goes. And that's also similar how Rocket League works, where it's like Rocket League has a crossplay functionality. Both Sony and Microsoft can play with PCs. Mm-hmm. However, Sony cannot play with Microsoft. 
So and Sony can't play with Microsoft right now on Fortnite either. Right. Only just it's the thing is is that what a lot of people say is like nobody not to say nobody noticed, but like the the chance of overlap is you, you would only play Fortnite on one or the other anyway, but you would potentially play it's Fortnite on your Switch account. because it's a uh, like portable, mobile, right? Tablet thing. Yeah. So they're like there is actually some like some people own mic like three uh what what are they at ones are they back at Xbox ones? <laughs> no, aren't they? Isn't X- S one was it three sixty after the one? No, it was no. Xbox Xbox three sixty. And then I think it was Xbox One. Yeah, here we are. They're on the one. So yeah, if you have an Xbox One and a Switch, no such issue exists. Right. If you have a PlayStation Four and a Switch, you have that issue. Right. And apparently, it's related, at least from people who've like dived, dived into like the legalese. Okay, because they're going to figure it out at some point. Well, they're, they're going to figure it out. But the thing is, but if they back off, that means that they're essentially saying if a game is on multiple consoles, crossplay is okay. Which mm-hmm. they've never done before. Nope. And that would be kind of a big game changer if they like. If they do back off, right? I think. Like, what do you mean? Well, you're saying that they're stopping it by design, not by I think error. I believe they're stopping it by design, right? Because I mean, like, it's like for the same way how I can't play Rocket League with someone uh, on their Xbox 360 right now, right? Like, right. I think that that is is the same principle. It's just that that overlap has almost never happened because we've people have kind of accepted it between Microsoft yeah. and yeah. Sony, right? Like, it's just that now that there's this other like handheld kind of player in. And Sony announced that they're not like supporting the Vita for another like year or two. They're like, there isn't even a really like there isn't even a Sony handheld option. So you're like, man, they're shutting down the Vita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I mean makes sense. It's been around for a while actually. Yeah. It's been yeah. a it came out pre pre PS4. Huh. So yeah. it's, it's, man, those games are hard to play on mobile. Like I have an iPhone Plus, and I was playing PUBG for a while. Gee, yeah. wow. <laughs> <laughs> like my screen is too small for this game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I have the big phone. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't, I how don't know how they get it running on a phone. It, it's like a full 3D shooter kind of thing. Yeah, and it was kind of fun. It just wow. was But do you get obvious other mobile users? I'm not sure. Because I was like, I feel that that's... If okay. you're in there with people on a mouse, you know, and you're like... <laughs> I was getting yeah. cacked. I was getting cacked a lot, but I feel like the vehicles work pretty well on the phone because I... Did trample a lot of people. <laughs> if that comes from your like Hot Rod Racers game, you're just really good at driving cars on your phone. That and Daytona. And a, a little bit of the Daytona. way I play Rocket League. <laughs> Not really sure what else is going on, but smashing into people. I mean, Scott, A1. Scott always has like just hundreds, I don't know, hundreds, hundreds of hours of rock and roll racing on your, in your Easily, pump. yeah. <laughs> so, as soon as you put Scott in a car, he gets way better at a video game. It's uh, true. That was the best part of Halo for me. <laughs> you hop in the back, I'll drive. Actually, I thought the best part of Halo was saying, what's a Puma? What's a Puma? God damn that show. You know it's 15 seasons now? Mm-hmm. I did not. It just still keeps going, going. Still going strong. Amazing. Is yeah. it still in Halo? What are they up to now? It's in the latest version of Halo, I guess? Yeah. Was yeah, it yeah, that yeah. one? Mm-hmm. They, every time Halo comes out new, they like they switch it up like to, to be a better Halo. Mm-hmm. Often have... often with in-plot reasons. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, apparently they have like quite a bit nicer methods of recording the footage than their original like, shitty mics. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched the shitty mics kind of work because every character was wearing a helmet. Yep. Yeah, exactly. They do is look up and down. Uh-huh. We're talking about red versus blue for some reason. Our listeners are like, "What are we talking about?" <laughs> it's still a big deal. Like Rooster Teeth essentially became like a massive like they're a big media company, now, yeah, aren't they? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Like just pro- like based, I would say like. Largely on the foundation of Red vs. Blue. Mm-hmm. Completely on the foundation well, of Red vs. Blue. Think of how much they did with a comic strip in Penny Arcade, right? Yeah. Like it, they branched and branched and branched yep. in every step. Yep. Don't Crickets. have heroes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling you out. Red vs. Blue in Penny Arcade. Uh-huh. I want to know what your dirty laundry is. Uh-huh. Uh, you said you watched something? Yeah, 12 episodes of The Staircase. You guys see this on Netflix? No. Okay, so it's... Um, I haven't really watched television in like the last... like two or three weeks i mean yeah, there's been lots of stuff going on yeah the um but just while i'm working this stuff has been on so it, it's like it was a true crime docuseries that mm-hmm. was put out um in 2008 i think it was so like way before true crime docuseries were a thing about this dude who um, and netflix showed interest in picking it up well so there's, there's a story so it, com- it comes out and then and then no like nobody else has done this before and it kind of inspires a whole bunch of stuff and then um netflix got in touch with them because they were still in touch with the guy that the, the documentary was about and the story had progressed since then so they recorded three or four extra episodes for the netflix release and then released it on netflix in in its entirety mm-hmm. that's cool and um the story is that this guy is at home with his wife super late. She falls down some stairs and then dies. And, um, 
Uh, and then he gets arrested and, and suspected with murder. And then the people who are the police who are trying him and gathering up the evidence put this guy on the stand who's a dirty, lying, whatever, fakes all the evidence against the dude. Dude gets out. Um, I think he gets out. And I'm going to forget exactly how the story ends. I don't want to spoil it all. But it's a total fucking mess. Oh, the guy almost certainly did murder his wife. Mm-hmm. The, like, the, the, his lawyers are all, like, sketched out, not wanting to work with him anymore. He's a crazy person. He's bisexual and has sex with men. And that comes out as part of the investigation into him. And he's like, well, yeah, I am. And my, my, my wife was okay with it. And, um, that's what a healthy marriage is. I, I, like, you can't fucking... Communication. This communication. And we had a good, strong sexual relationship. And I got, yeah, I got, got my rocks off with guys. Fuck you. So... You know, there's a it's a big story and it's super fucked up and uh, I don't know I find that shit riveting. It's like reverse making a murderer. Well, the guy, the guy I think he's fucking guilty as hell at the yeah. end of it all. Yeah, all right. but you know maybe maybe you'll have a different analysis. So yeah, worth. Yeah, yeah, totally worth. It. If you're into true crime stuff, if you're not, this is gonna bore you. Who but isn't? Like, I don't know. Like Why are you looking at me? I am. I, I, I think you're, I think you're gonna I like it. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I want to look at someone and yeah, not me. All right. Uh-huh. You, do, you, do you do true crime stuff at all? I was all over Serial and and the the follow up on that. Did it's you listen to Atlanta Monster? Did I? Did, was it you who recommended that no, to me? Sarah, no, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah was yeah. all over Atlanta Monster. Yeah. yeah, you should you should check out Atlanta Monster. Yeah. Yeah, another podcast, same same vein, ten episodes, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. I saw and Dead. horrible. Deadpool two. Oh, how was that? I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> was it, was it like kind of super safe? Didn't um. Yeah. More of the same. More of the same, and yeah. in a, in some, I, it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> Review over. No. Um, one of the things that it did was weird, which I thought was kind of like a failing of it, and I guess it's like it's movie Deadpool, whatever. Mm. Is uh, they made him and what's his girlfriend's name in the movie? Domino. No, the, his girlfriend. The, uh, oh, uh, the companion from Firefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, copycat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, so they made him and her kind of like wanting to have a kid, hmm. and then uh and like so he, he kind of has like a father storyline with the exploding kid, the exploding kid from the from New Zealand, the exploding teenage kid. nuclear warhead. No, not teenage nuclear warhead. There's the the whole guy. So back it up, rewind. Yeah, the overarching plot and why Cable gets involved because this yeah. is the movie where Cable shows up. Is there's a particular mutant who controls uh, pyrokinesis to a really high level, and he's played fra- by the uh, by the kid from Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, who in the future murders Cable's family, so Cable uses his time traveling to go back to try to kill this kid, mm-hmm. but then like Deadpool because of some father issues with this kid is just sort of like no we need to get him right and like Cable's like what are you talking about like you came out wrong and he's like yeah but he doesn't have to you know like it's like some fun banter and stuff that goes goes back and forth um yeah which I just I was like I just don't care about the the romance and uh, fatherly aspirations of Deadpool that's not why I'm watching a Deadpool movie Mm -hmm. you know like I was just sort of like I'm like why is there so much time spent on this part of it like I was like it you, you know, it's like it's just sort of like I'm like, and why did they spend so much time? Like, it's obviously not why anyone wants to watch a Deadpool movie. Like, kind of like, like why I is Deadpool know. a dad? Like, like I'm like, how much like in the comics, his his life outside of being Deadpool is almost non-existent. Like, I mean, yeah, like you know, like very very rarely does he have any like Wade Wilson story. Like he he's not he's not like famous for being like Peter Parker or like balancing his. Real life and his superhero life is like part of his deal. Deadpool just is not never like that's not a part of it. So like sounds kind of disappointing. Yeah. Well, no, but but like that aside, the the Deadpool parts of it are great. Uh, Domino's hilarious. He puts mm-hmm. together he puts together like a version of uh, X Force. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know how how interested in spoilers are you. You could spoil the hell out of it, man. Characters, you can tell me who's yeah. in it. Well. It's it's a bunch of like kind of like weird B list Marvel characters, okay. and then within about five minutes of them being introduced, I don't, they all die, <laughs> like except for Domino, like and he's like X Force, and then it's just like on their first like parachute in mission, they just get like wiped out, and he's like, oh no, <laughs> like, which is just it's like the greatest because there's like a total like team building montage to assemble X Force, they all die, and they all die like nearly instantly. That's amazing. And Deadpool's like, huh. <laughs> like that like stuff like that is like a plus and yeah. i mean and i guess do, do you, does anyone know who the 
who the the, the, the villain the, is the, the big bad at the end is nope do you, do you care no, no. here bit? we go so anyway so there's a whole thing they go to like him and the little fireboy mutant end up going to like mutant jail mm-hmm. up in the ice box or whatever and they're just sort of like Deadpool gives like the kid he's like he's like make friends with like the biggest person whatever and they're like well he's the biggest scariest and they're never showing it whatever and I'm like and they keep talking about the biggest scariest person in in the jail mm-hmm. and then I was just sort of like I'm like I think I'm like who's the biggest scariest person who they have oh I, I the do rights, know this. the rights to yeah. and I was like I was like maybe Sabretooth like maybe mm. I mean like Sabretooth is traditionally a pretty big dude then I was like no gonna be the juggernaut bitch and just like boom like burst out and it's like great big old juggernaut and it's yeah. like awesome also hilarious like some some one of the things that i feel that is fun about the deadpool movie is they they weirdly even though they're kind of doing their own thing they have like more nods to actual comic book lore than like mm-hmm. a lot than even like any of the x films or whatever like at one point the the little kid is like walking with Juggernaut because Juggernaut is just like absolutely just befriends this kid and it's mm-hmm. like let's go. That's a thing from the comics. Yeah, Juggernaut makes friends with kids. Yeah, <laughs> kids love Juggernaut. Kids love Juggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> he loves him. He and he loves like he would be in the Big Brothers Big Sisters of, of the Marvel Universe. Like <laughs> so he made like, he made friends in the comics with Sammy the Squid Boy. Yeah, and then the uh, <laughs> the little the little pyro kid is just sort of like so you gotta wear that helmet all the time so your brother can't read your mind. And he's like yeah, <laughs> and I was like also like kind of like not unknown but like kind of obscure comic lore that that is another like element of the helmet that it that a xavier mm-hmm. and juggernaut are brothers and b that the helmet like prevents Perfection. prevents the uh, the mind control i was like huh weird weird throwaway stuff and then uh yeah of course there's the Celine Dion song in the opening credits which is just like like in, even knowing the song was there it does like, it go on for so long the opening they? credits are so long and done like like slow pans over like like romantic pans across like bullets and stuff yeah. and like the entire song plays like in, in its entirety, which is like I was like just perfect. I was like this is the greatest. Um, Where would you rate this bad boy? I also have one more thing to say. Oh, wow. The, the mid credit sequence. Uh-huh. So uh, Deadpool kind of gets his hands on Cable's time travel device, mm-hmm. so uh, goes back in time. And kills himself when himself was the no mouth sword hands. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking amazing. (laughs) And he's like, just cleaning up the timeline. So it's like the best. And then also, and then gets even obviously like more hilariously meta, where you just see like Ryan Reynolds as Ryan Reynolds, just like he just sort of like he like he closes the script and it says Green Lantern. He's like. Ready for the big times, kid. <laughs> and then also kills Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and he was like, now Canada will not have that black mark upon it any longer. Uh, at, one so, point, at one point, he also, oh, yeah, he, he there's like, is it Captain America? I think it's Wolverine. Wolverine is on a box of cereal or whatever, and mm-hmm. the kid is just like, uh, and Deadpool signs it, but then like when he throws it down, the signature just says Ryan Reynolds. Like, on it. I was like, yeah. It's fun. Like, uh, absolutely... Good time at the cinemas. Uh, mm-hmm. Ranks well below the original. The original was is is now sitting at number forty five. Yep. This sounds, although good, like it was still, it was still like more of the same. I'm I'm much. I will admit I'm I'm much more excited. And I mean, we kind of glossed over it. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I just want to say, Brolin's cable was like spot Amazing. on. Although hilariously, yeah. <laughs> because there, there's Deadpool does have a comparatively smaller budget than most of the mm-hmm. Marvel action films. Whatever. They're like, like he's talking to someone. He's like. And Deadpool and characters like, yeah, Cable is in this one, but he's not like six five. He's like just five ten, five eleven tops. We did not have the budget to make him big. Because <laughs> Josh Brolin and like is totally just Josh Brolin height. Like, <laughs> I was like hilarious. And yeah, and the, I didn't know he was a small dude. He looks like a guy who'd be a small, a big guy. Yeah, he's very yeah. small. Like surrounded by other really small dudes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, also we most recently saw him as Thanos, where he's, right? Where he's right. extremely big, but he was like CG big. But yeah, but he's just like he's like signif- not significantly, but like he's a few inches shorter than Ryan Reynolds. That's and like and, and and no no, no effort, effort is made to like shoot him to be like peering because he's much bigger in the comics, right? He's like a one of the taller characters around. But yeah, no effort is made to even like play with the angles. It's just like Cable in this universe is. Five ten, five eleven tops. I like it. And uh, yeah, I want to. It kind of makes sense yeah. in that grim, dark future of the Marvel universe. It's not like they, they have access have to great mm-hmm. yeah. dietary. Uh, I'm trying to see who played Domino because that I'm like more interested in a, a Domino centric Zazie Beats. Zazie Beats is uh, yeah, she was a super fun Domino, super 
super cool. Like I'd any relation more... to Dr. Dre beats? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'd be more interested in a in a Domino film than a Deadpool three. Hmm. If I were if I were being totally honest. Good luck with that, though. Well, I mean, anything is possible. It's true. Some Last of us everything is possible. Stars as a teenage lesbian. So I'm looking. Looking at other. Went too far down. I saw Kickboxer Vengeance and was like, no. Number fifty-two is Baby Driver. Below Baby Driver. Above Winchester. The original Ghost in the Shell, number 56. Mm, I would say below Chappie. Chappie is kind of where I'm looking at. Okay. It's like, this. it's floating, the, yeah, if I'm looking at like Jurassic World, Harry Potter, Lost World, Chappie. Well, it's probably better than Life. Ghost like, in the Shell remake. That's definitely better than Ghost in the Shell remake. Okay. Um, the Evil Dead. Jurassic World is at number seventy. Like I said, I'm I'm trying to figure like so now this is difficult because there are weird movies in the zone. There is weird movies in the zone, and I'm also like I'm like how much of Chappie did I enjoy because it was this just Deant of Deantwort just being having starring roles in the film Chappie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I could put it in between uh, the Lost World and Chappie. All right, I'm that, okay with that's, that. That's where I see it. Fine, buddy. But yeah, I would say worth worth watching. Mm-hmm. I mean, and again, also just I kind of like that they're doing other types of superhero movies. Even like the, it is a little similar to a normal superhero genre, but it's like I also just sort of enjoy that like it had a small scale, mm-hmm. much like kind of like the first one. Actually, I'd say it has a smaller scale than the first one. This is really about just. Like I mean, I like. Cable. I guess they don't get into the time traveling too much. He just no. like shows up and then. Not really. Well, exactly. Cable shows up and apparently only has like one charge on his little time device, and so right. Cable just wants to kill this kid. Deadpool wants the kid to be alive, and Juggernaut is kind of around, and that's like it. That's good. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is like, which is fine. I'm like, this is fine. So S- Solo is still continuing to bomb disastrously. Well, and it's not making money, right? It's not making. Money. I think yeah. it broke even. I want to say. I think like uh-huh. it made. I think the two last weeks. I had read, it it, it it like it breaks even if you don't include the fact that they had to reshoot seventy five percent of it because mm-hmm. they don't include a lot of that in the overall budget of the thing. And it was like three hundred and fifty base cost, and then two hundred just to do the reshoots, and then another three hundred or something in terms of advertising. So it's really, uh, I think, in trouble. But it sounds like you're describing them doing a small movie, which Solo was as well. And so it's made three hundred and forty million dollars. I feel that they. That's definitely not, did not make any money. They definitely didn't make any money, yeah. but I feel like they maybe didn't like actively lose. Right? Oh no! Oh no! Like, no 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 no! Three hundred fifty. I'm sure the budget was not less than seven hundred. That's no. The budget they're saying it was around, with the advertising with the reshoots. So supposedly the budget was around two hundred and fifty million dollars. Right, which I mean, I I don't think I couldn't couldn't have spent that much money. Like Infinity War only cost like three hundred million. I don't think they spent double Infinity War. It, but they, remember, they made two movies. It was like 80% that they had to redo. Yeah, but Infinity War had so... Yeah, they estimated a budget of $316 million to $400 million. But I'm like, Infinity War had just so many people, so many locations. Like, mm-hmm. like a lot of those sets and stuff existed. Like, it was expensive. I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm just saying, like, I don't see how mm-hmm. they could get to double Infinity War budget, even with reshoots. Well, I think even with, with, with Infinity War, they're not including the advertising in that. For $300 million? I might have to relook this up again. I don't know if you guys if you guys watch the Red Letter Media stuff, yeah. but they predicted everything that happened in Solo. Like they made a video where they were like, "What's the cheapest, most predictable plot we can imagine?" Right? We'll just visualize yeah, well, all I mean, this stuff, and, we, and we that's what about, happened. We talked about that when, oh, yeah, yeah. when, when you mentioned Solo. It was just like yeah. it was like spoon feeding. Yeah, you could just like literally predict dialogue. Meanwhile, Infinity War uh, just passed Titanic. I want to say huh. it's made two billion dollars. Did you see it? You guys? No. I saw it. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're waiting for you to, we're waiting yeah, for Scott to, to rank, to rank it. it. Yeah, I'll, I'll do what I can. I'm having problems with my. Hey Scott, uh, do you um, media player? Do you, uh, I want to. I just kind of want to like float. Do you like comic books? Like, like, are you are you a fan? Yeah, yeah, Keith. I mean, because Infinity War stars like a bunch of comic book heroes. Like, I recognize a lot of these people from different comic books. Like Thor? Thor's in there, right? Thor's there. Captain America's in there. Iron Man's there. Hulk's there. Black Panther's in there. I'll just drop drop Archer off here. Riss and I will go see it. It's cool. I'm glad you offered. Thank you so much for that. I mean, if you don't mind your son being kind of like uh, locked in. Tie him to the dog and they'll play together. Yeah, that's fine. Doesn't Archer not like dogs? He's fine with dogs. He's nervous around them, but... 
Yeah, a a little bitey dog will definitely go really, really, really well. Uh-huh. You guys can deal with that for three hours, and that's cool. Why don't you bring in, bring in Baby to Infinity War? Oh, don't do that. Yeah, just go on. Like ma- go not this one. Having... You know what? I, I saw this happen. A, a couple theaters had this where they had, like, uh, movie screenings at, like, noon on weekends and, like, actively advertised, like, bring your children to this one. Mm-hmm. And I feel that, like, that's an like A+. Plus, where a bunch of parents are going to be like, yeah, you know what? There might be some screaming kids at them. One of them's going to be mine. We're just, as a, as a bunch of adults, we're going to just try it. I think they actually keep the lights up a little, too. Yeah. And they keep the volume a little down. And it's, yeah. like, it's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. A few more years and I'll be there. There's there's a big difference between a five-year-old and an eight-year-old when it That's comes to that point. stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the problem eight-year-old is... Eight-year-old can vote. Two... Two tickets, two tickets to the movies. Um, I'm looking at like at least thirty bucks, yeah. twenty bucks for soda pop and popcorn, fifty bucks for a babysitter. Yeah. I don't want to spend a hundred bucks to go yeah, see a Marvel movie. You sneak in the kid. You don't even pay for him. Put him on your back. Trench coat. Put, put yeah, your, under put, the trench coat. Yeah, exactly. Put him. Make him r- give you a piggyback ride uh, and wear a trench coat and be like, I'm a hunchback. Dress as Groot <laughs> and then sneak in. Dress as Groot and say he's my stuffed rocket. Yeah. He's, Do it. Just don't dress him as little Groot. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody will say anything. Uh. Do you know what I found out last night lying in bed? Please, anything. <laughs> God damn, this could go so many. Just do you, do Yes, you... I do, Keith. And I'm so happy you've agreed to tell us. Mm-hmm. And I support you. Okay. Do you guys remember Little Fears? I do. Uh, Little Fears was a role-playing game that came out in 2001 designed by, I want to say, Jason L. Blair. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about it a lot. I don't think we ever actually played it. We never played it because it was like a, very ambitious and very hard to play, right? It was like a... It was because you were the only one who had the book and were super amped about no, it. No, actually, but... there was two books. Sci-Fi had a copy and I had a copy. So there were mm-hmm. two copies of the book. Were you in charge of purchasing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. It's, it's a horror <laughs> role-playing it... tabletop game about playing children like... and dealing with real adult horror. It's yeah. pretty fucking intense it's and high super, concept. It's super, super intense. Like it's a, and, and it's kind of like... There's like a, a world called Closetland because of the monsters in the closets. Uh, oh, but, like little monsters. With Fred yes, Savage. except that like deeply serious. Like you can deal with like child abuse and stuff like it's that. It's the right? Seven Deadly Sins, right? Yeah, That's the, like the yeah, theme the of seven, the monsters. The Seven Kings of Closetland are based around the Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah. And they like just wreck children. And like children have like a faith stat. And like that is the way that they can pot- potentially perform some magic acts but like each time their innocence is lost they lose faith stats and then yep. eventually eventually through like a process like of simultaneous like kind of it's magic but then also just like the grim's reality of life your character just stops being able to see or interact with closet land entirely but then has also lost all of their innocence right hooray speaking of children seven deadly sins and comic book movies have you guys seen the production shots of the shazam costume no. They're making a Shazam movie? They're making a Shazam movie, and that's what the costume looks like, perfection. starring Zachary Levy. Perfection. Guys, it's wow. not perfection. It is. <laughs> I mean... Uh, he, is saying, he is saying those are not prosthetics. That's his actual body, which is... But including his actual weird little pee pee bulge. You know, the thing is, he's all going to be CG'd up like nobody's business anyway. That's what everyone is saying. Don't but, worry about it. We're going to fix it in post. <laughs> but I have a question that about his pee pee bulge. Because that is the pee-pee bulge of a little boy. Because Shazam is a little boy who just becomes a man. That is the power of Shazam. Mm-hmm. So I would really do not want to see a bulge on the little boy on on the on the man version of the little boy. I don't think there should be any attention that your eyes should ever do. You know, because he's still a little boy, just in a man body. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of Shazam is a weird, absurd, weird Hold idea. On. More or less absurd than anything else we've been talking about for the most recent forty-seven minutes. I mean, I think one of the I think the, the the one of the samurai games is based loosely on reality. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say the superhero that is a ten year old boy with a magic word that turns into Superman. Uh-huh. Is, no, 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 uh, but Superman with a lightning on his chest. Rather yeah, yeah. Than, I mean, like the but flying. They're, yeah, they're, but their their power set is like basically identical. Yeah, the exception of heat vision and heat vision and Frostbreath. thunderbolts. Yeah, Frostbreath. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just it's just gonna be a weird movie. Yep. And the costume looks super weird. If is, you it, is, it, it. is it in the Zack Snyder verse? Oh God, I think so. Weird. I wonder. You know, I'm surprised after all of his his terrible missteps of the last few DC movies, nobody's like. I don't know what the new plan is. Are they still doing him? They, they, still... There's talk now that Affleck is out as Batman in Whoa. the middle of the Justice League. 
Hooray. Verse. Is that Hooray? I thought he did a fine Batman. No, I'm saying Hooray yeah. just in terms of like Hooray as in like the DCU cannot get its head out of its right. butt. Uh, anyway, so Little Fears. Yeah. Um, super dark, super grim. Uh, That's why we didn't play it, Keith. Because it's super dark and super grim. And, and no, one, no one wanted to run that game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you were in bed last night. So they re... I, and I was just sort of like... I was like, Little Fears. And like I just like Googled it. because And then, I first of all, I found out that I have an OG copy of it. And it like the original printing gets some bank online. Hmm. Uh, secondly, they repackaged it uh, to be more like... It's called like misnomer they call it little fears nightmare edition and i was like oh lord when i saw the title i was like i was like there's a lot of straight to rape town aren't yeah we? exactly yeah. but then uh looking it up a little bit more pop infinitely more playable uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they uh made it more like goosebumps like they ripped out they, they kept closet land but they got rid of the uh the seven uh the seven kings and mm-hmm. like the demagogue and like and like all the extra dark stuff and was more like little monsters where it's like, yeah, there is a land, and like the kids can like band together and like fight the monsters, or whatever. Which would still, I think, be super fun, kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, and then mm-hmm. also in 2011, they uh, relaunched Happy Birthday, Little Fears, which is back to the original version, but with kind of like the reworked system from uh, Little Fears Nightmare Edition. Hmm. All that say is, I bought both. And okay, are in the mail. <laughs> are, are, are you intending to actually run one of these? Maybe. I mean, like we've been talking a little bit about uh, kind of doing uh, a podcast of like shorter, like five or six session games hmm. and maybe and they're extremely rules light because it's just like a, it's a deep six system like right. you throw a couple of these six and it's always like plus like you remember on uh I, craps like craps i get it no but uh, but uh, yeah a, a lot like um when the the stolen century arc in uh the adventure zone. in the adventure zone yeah where it's just sort of like you have plus mind plus body and like depending on how good you are in a certain stat you either have a negative or a positive on your on your d6 rolls hmm Speaking of adventure zones, so you know what happens after uh, the balance arc, right? Uh, they play other games. They all take a turn at DMing, DMing, story DMing, DMing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And little four episode mini arcs, mm-hmm. and they get to decide then who's going to take over. Wait, uh, but not for long. They're about to launch their next D and D campaign, which is going to be bigger, right? Well, no, it's not D and D. No, I know, all... but I'm saying, but they're uh, they were talking about. No, no, that's not what happened. I didn't say it's not what happened. I said not for long. They said they're doing that in a holding pattern until Griffin prepares his next D&D campaign, which has not started yet. I know that's what they're doing No, but now. that's not what they're... That, that wasn't the plan, and that's not what they're doing. You got all of that wrong. Fill us in, Scott. Right. What happened? So the idea was all, each of the four of them would launch a new campaign on a test basis, right. and then one of them would stick. Right. Not, not in a holding pattern for a new D&D campaign, just which one of these four, you know, pilots would you want to see keep going right and of course griffin is the one who is going to keep going with his yeah well because like because amnesty stuck right like, amnesty stuck yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. griffin's yeah which is like a monster of the week game and mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of a buffy supernatural kind of hmm. set in D land or set in like a set modern... in like west virginia huh yeah that's cool like very supernatural slash buffy right slash I always wanted to Dressed run, in files play kind of in a thing. game like that. That's yeah. It's like like the human. You, you're playing with human character sh- sheets from the world of darkness, mm-hmm. and you're in the world of darkness. But you're you know, and the stories will take place there. You might run into vampires or whatever, but they're not the focus. Yeah. That would be great. That'd be super cool. I I ran a game like that once. Yeah, yeah. They fought dogs. They lost. It was mm-hmm. great. To be fair, uh, dogs once scared off Ronan's and silly vampire. That's true. There's three gangrel. of them, though, and they barked a lot. Although, he was a gangrel. gangrel. <laughs> he was a gangrel. Should have known better, or used animalism <clears throat> or something. Which I believe he had But whatever. There were four gangrels in that hunting party. <laughs> that was the best scene I ran in that entire game. There's a bunch of dogs. They're barking. We turned back. Okay, guys. We, hide. we like shut the door. For us. We turned the lights off. I remember reacting to that in character as as a as a ghoul human and like him like telling me like like they reported back and I was like what <laughs> like what are you talking about four vampires like I don't want to get too much into the rules if you do not know the world of world of darkness but just I mean like whatever you've seen you've seen vampires in movies now imagine four of them specifically like traditional like animal controlling vampires then imagine three dogs parking then imagine those four vampires being like later <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ridiculous. The benefits do not outweigh the costs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The risk was simply too high to tread any further. In their defense, 
role-playing those dogs, I was barking at them very loudly. You could be, you could be a scary guy, Scott. Because <laughs> they were trying to talk to each other about what their plan of action was, and I didn't shut up barking at them the whole time. <laughs> They're just like, it's too much. Good job, everybody. Uh, uh, do we have anything else uh, that's kicking around that you wanted to get to? No, Any movies okay. you saw, Scott? Usually you watch it because there's yeah. no movies. I've been watching... Television. Lots and lots of television. I finished off every episode of Bob's Burgers on Netflix. Does it? I don't know. I'm I'm into season two. It's kind of like medium light funny. Medium funny. Not not medium funny. It's very funny, but like it's very safe. Like it never like surprises me with their comedy. Like I'm always like, yeah, that was funny. That's my like reaction. Like it's not like they're not funny. It's just like it's not like sort of like Arrested Development or whatever where like it catches with you something and you're like, I did not see mm-hmm. that joke coming like the bob burger jokes are a lot of like layups and then strong doubles yeah i just i find it interesting that they've mixed really up, done the, my sports analogies really done gone the route of uh making all the characters kind of nice yeah. which is very weird like mm-hmm. all the characters genuinely like each other and they're not scripts either which yeah. is like because like mm-hmm. simpsons benefits not benefits, but The Simpsons gets a lot of the comedy from like Bart and Homer being screw ups. Yeah, like it's like easy humor. There's yeah, a lot Bob's of Bob's Burgers characters make mistakes, but they're not like actively screw ups. And they kind of troll each other, but in the end, they'll always come back and like stick together. There's not a lot of, you know, is it like everybody loves Raymond? Mm-hmm. You know, sounds sounds kind of like everybody loves Raymond. Uh, Full House, maybe Family Matters. Yeah. Real wholesome, wholesome, wholesome. Not wholesome, really wholesome. wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole episode about animal paintings with their butthole showing. I mean, also Tina is obsessed with butts just in general. Mm-hmm. And zombie butts. Butts. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's good. It's good good watching. Uh, I started watching um, Lost in Space. Oh, and? It's a slog. I heard it gets better, but I mean, I don't know. When someone says, like, slow start, I'm like, no, like, I just don't have time. Like, slow start doesn't mean 15 minutes of the first episode either. I'm three episodes in, I'm like... Wow. Do you remember being disappointed by the film adaptation in 2001? Well, yeah, the film was... Remember how fun the movie was? was bad. Yeah. The movie was how, bad. How fun the disappointment and by, was? Yes, it was fun to be disappointed because we went as a group, and then as a group, we collectively got incredibly drunk afterwards. CIXS got us all, like, all right. tickets into the thing. It was yeah, terrible. this one is different, and, like, it had high potentials. Like, the evil doctor of the Lost in Space crew is Parker Posey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, she's going to bring a whole level of crazy. And she's not. She's kind of... St- Sneaky, cowardly. Mean. Now, the, the whole show in, in the fifties was was like ultra safe. It was like safe, fun yeah. family Swiss Family Robinson, but in space yeah. adventure. That's it. And like, I think they're doing the same thing with this one. So it's not. It's not gonna. Yeah. I do, I do like a world though, or like a, a crossover universe where Parker Posey, as an evil science doctor from Lost in Space, could run into Rita Repulsi, Rita Repulsa, mm-hmm. as played by Elizabeth Banks in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Nah, that's what I want to see happen. You want to go to there? I want to go to there. I want to see those two villains potentially team up ah, in some sort of a crossover. And we talked about that movie, and Elizabeth Banks is so good as Rita Repulsa in that movie. <laughs> Apparently, it's like the only... Like, the, I was talking about that with my cousin, actually, over the weekend, because he's got little kids, and I was like, the little kid got into Power Rangers, which he's like, is A+, because he's like, if you have kids, hmm. uh, you are used to just sort of like burning through the two or three seasons of a show that exists, and then you're like, now you need to watch them again. He's like, not so with Power Rangers. There's 700 episodes. <laughs> like, he's like, I have not had to rewatch a single episode of Power Rangers. He's like, we're somewhere in the fifth season, and there's still like 12 seasons left. I know if I start on Power Rangers, I'm just going to get kicked. Yeah, you're going to get punched and kicked a whole lot. I had some cousins who would run around just punching walls and Punch shit and after that kicking. episode. There was something about that show drove him crazy. <laughs> And the best, although this is, but like, shout out to my nephew for like just being like and just like looking and being like, I'm the Yellow Power Ranger, and I was like, wow, I was like, not only a non-white character, also a female character, just like I was like, way to be progressive, little dude, <laughs> like just for all the ones you had, all the ones you could have gone for, you went for the Asian lady, I'm the Yellow Power Ranger. I was like, my dick hair lady asked me this morning if it was okay that Archer was playing with the Barbie Lego set. I was like. Is he building? Is he doing something weird with it? <laughs> was it no. The, they, define, they build... define playing. Because, yeah. I mean, like, is he shoving them up his nose? Stop that. Stop. <laughs> you know, they, they build the house, and then, you know, there's a family. And they, they eat supper, and they go. I'm like, that sounds great. Yeah, like, Keep doing honest, that. This honestly sounds like less less than his normal Smash-related 
activities. Right. Yeah. <laughs> encourage that. Encourage that behavior. This is an awfully positive note to end on. <laughs> uh, they're taking babies away from families at the Mexican border. Oh, right. I, I read that they transformed a Walmart into like a compound where they're housing almost 2,000 children who've been separated Wait, we, from their parents. Just, we really didn't want to end on like an inclusive <laughs> moment from... You from gave us God. a second. You have to say the words. <laughs> oh, Lord. Montreal had a really good weekend at the roller derby tournament, y'all. They, they swept all the 18 ranks. Hi. Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you could get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 9to5.cc. <laughs> Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.